Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Welcome to another episode of My Millennial Property. My name is Emily Wallace and as always, I'm joined by John Pigeon. Welcome, John. How are you going? Very well, thanks, Emily. How are you today? Very well indeed. I'm looking forward to today's episode. Um, we've got some special guests today. So uh, who have we got on here? We've, um, we've listened to the request gods and they wanted more real life stories, real life events. So we've, we've got some special guests on today, haven't we? Some special guests indeed. Now, I believe you spoke to these two individuals recently and their story sparked a fair bit of interest as to what's possible on a property journey and a really good real life example. So we're joined by Talia and Jamie. Are you there? Hello. Hey, guys. Hey, how are you? Very well, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Um, yes, as Emily mentioned, I was chatting to you guys a few weeks ago and and your story well I didn't say it got hairs um, on my arms raised but it, it got me motivated uh, again as I normally do about um, stories that just continue to excite and amaze me and um, and and it gives me pleasure to to chat to people like yourselves because of the action that you're taking but more importantly the mindset that you've got around that so um, thanks for coming on guys yeah, thanks a lot for having us on. So let's go back a step and, and talk to us about your journey so far. So you've been investing for a little while. Um, tell us your background, where you grew up, uh, what you got got you into property and, uh, and everything from there. So we're actually both from a small town called Mission Beach up in far north Queensland. <laughs> so a pretty rural area, not close to any city. <laughs> um, so yeah, we both grew up there. Um, I left to study at university in Brisbane, so I wanted to sort of get to the city as quickly as I could. So I studied in Brisbane for four years and then moved down to Sydney. I was your typical teenager at school. I probably should have studied harder, but uh, that saw me join the military at 19, which I am still in today, so nine years later, and um, yeah, here we are. Awesome. So we, we love a good country person, being country folk myself. Um, they're, they're down to earth and natural and, and that comes out in you too. So um, what got you into property or what got you sparked the interest of, I suppose, creating wealth? It was actually my last year of uni and I was sort of like just to the point where I was about to, you know, go applying for jobs and things like that. And I had a mindset like then um, of really sort of like you get a job, you know, and then you sort of like just work your entire life and all I really knew was your salary, right? So my mindset was I wanted to get a good job with a high paying salary and then I'll have a, you know, yeah, be able to do whatever I wanted to do. Um, And it wasn't until I read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, where I realized that maybe it's not just your salary or working for someone as a way to create wealth. 
Um, so that's what really sparked in me the whole buying and accumulating assets as opposed to just working, you know, five days a week for the rest of your life into retirement. And I suppose my, my, uh, the reason why I've gotten into investing is because uh, Talia pretty much drummed it into me and I, yeah. can, and I can now see. Uh, as soon as I read that Rich Dad Poor Dad book, that was it for me. I was I was converted. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, you know what? Like having that, that regular income is great, but I need to accumulate assets. So the best way to do that for me, um, I haven't really been too much into the whole share market side of it. Property for me is what like as soon as I started researching it and looking into it, it just like really, it, yeah, like I just clicked with it. Um, and so basically, as soon as I joined um, as a grad in my first job, we bought our first property six months later. Wow, that's a pretty quick quick timeline from for doing that. My first paycheck was straight into savings. <laughs> yeah, awesome. That's great. And I think I think quite a relevant piece there for a lot of our listeners that some people might be in partnerships or even within families where one person has taken that inspiration from a book like Rich Dad, Poor Dad or sort of, I guess, had their mind open to what's possible with wealth creation and been able to help others understand how that works too. So I think that's a really important dynamic to acknowledge there because, yeah, it can be a great game changer, particularly in a partnership. So that that's awesome. So your first property you bought in your graduate year, six months in, um, what did the road to that look like? What you know, sort of sacrifices did you have to make to be able to? Because I assume you were quite young at the time, being first yeah. first graduate. Yeah, I was you know. twenty three at the time. Um, Jamie was twenty five. Yeah, so 25. Jamie been working obviously for like a while longer. We read the Barefoot Investor as well, which is also another like really helpful book to read because that got us in the mindset of all right, well let's get rid of all our current debt that we have. Um, I didn't have any debt, but Jamie did have a little bit. You yeah, know, being I, working for a while, he had a little bit of debt. Yeah, like, so I was I was at a financial point where. When Talia and I, we had the discussion, I, I, from memory, I had a couple of credit cards maxed out. They weren't too much. They were the three to $4,000 limit. Um, they were both maxed out. I did have a car loan currently paying, I think from memory, is around about 14%. Um, so Talia and I, we had the chat and before we could actually get our hands on the keys for our first property, we pretty much had to pay off maybe... It was probably around about twenty grand um, yeah, of worth debt. of worth of yeah horrible horrible debt. The to, bad debt. <laughs> yeah. So once we paid that off, that was our blank canvas to start our property investment journey. And it was at a good time because that was when I then started working. So yeah, we started saving up for that first deposit. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because obviously one was leading the way, and the other one was following, getting educated, and slightly motivated. But the the actual property purchase was the goal. Um, organically, that meant paying down your bad debts, didn't it? So yeah, exactly. it was actually the motivator behind paying them down and, and has has trended to become the norm now that we don't have bad debt in our lives and we're just buying uh, good quality assets. So yeah, that's uh, hats off to you. Jamie, you've um, you've learnt along the way and, and Talia sounds though like she's pulled you into line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a it was one of those I suppose it took a bit a fair bit of convincing on her behalf. <laughs> I was it but once once I started seeing the It was like once we got our first property then, it's when it really Yeah. yeah. So once once I started getting the, the idea behind it is then I started reading the books as well. So I've bowled over a couple of the property investment books, the Barefoot Investor and I've also done the uh the Surfers Guide to Property Investing and the 
property investment for dummies too. That was the one that got me comfortable with copious <laughs> amounts of debt. So, um, yeah, here we are. Nice. So, so to the listeners out there that have got they're in a relationship, and and I get this quite a lot, and Emily, I'm sure you do too as well. The question of, or oh, how do I convince my partner that paying down debt's good, or how do I convince my partner that we need to buy shares or property or whatever? It's like here's a good example that if I lead, my partner will follow. Right, not always, but I don't think we can ram it down the throat. And it doesn't sound as though that's occurred in in your case. And tell me if I'm wrong. But if um, you've you've gently pushed the idea to Leah that okay, we should buy a house yeah. together, and the yeah. and the bank said or the broker said, Jamie, get rid of that crappy debt. Okay, I better get my act together, and away we go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's pretty much how it went. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So awesome. after the break, we'll uh, we'll chat in more detail about what the properties were and then more importantly, what's happening going forward. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. So just before the break, we've heard that at the age of 23, you bought your first property and we've done an episode previously on on how hard it is to buy beyond your first property, right? The first one's actually, in hindsight, usually the easiest one. So tell us or walk us through what happened next on your journey. So we, we locked down our first deal, obviously, with the first property in Cairns, that was a, this is actually, we've got one unit in our portfolio. The rest are all uh, freehold land. And um, pretty much what we did was we, it all started with our broker. We had a very good, well, we have a very good broker. He's the uh, magician behind. Yeah, our success, a lot of our success and sort of driving us forward and it's giving us a a good plan to work towards as well. Yeah, he's wealth of knowledge and he's done really well. So, when, when we got into our next property, so obviously we briefly spoke about um, our first one. We bought our first house and that was done solely off savings. So we didn't 
we did not leverage against the first property to get into the second, our one. second one. It, will, it did have a bit of a gap though between buying the first property and the second. There was about a three-year gap. Yes. So we did have a bit of a gap. Um, and yes, yeah, so we saved up for our second property. This one was also in Cairns as well. Um, and at this point, so I feel like with the first two, we weren't really like well, with ourselves up, we didn't really do a lot of the research that we should have done. We were sort of still going through that learning process. So now I wouldn't buy in cans again <laughs> just because the capital growth isn't really there. It's more cash flow. And since doing a lot of our research over the over the years, one of the things we have learned is to definitely focus on capital growth more so. Well, for us anyway, this is our sort of goal, more so than the cash flow side. So the first two I'd like to say were sort of like real, like you could tell a real beginner investors, you know, we didn't really know the ins and outs of what to look for, um, what types of analysis to do on each property, on each location, um, each city. So, yeah, the first two were in Cairns. It was after the second property that we really thought, all right, well, now we, we're really keen to buy our third. Um, so, we want to do a bit more research this time and really more so target capital growth with this one. So, a lot more research went into it. Awesome. So, after that, then then what came next? So, in terms of obviously you mentioned Cairns there yeah. <laughs> wasn't potentially the best choice. Have you bought elsewhere? Yeah, so the third one and the fourth one is both in Brisbane. So we've been targeting Brisbane this year. Um, one's on the south side and the other one's on the north side. Um, so, yeah, we sort of wanted to get it sort of – it's not too, like, super close. It's within 25 kilometres of the CBD of Brisbane. And they're houses with tenants or – So the, the one – we actually settled in our fourth property last week. Um, that, wow. Yeah, that one just needs a little bit of work done to it before we get tenants in there. So we're actually both really, really keen to start getting a bit more hands-on as well. Um, so we're, we're going to sort of do a lot of the work ourselves as well. Um, my uncle's a builder, so he's going to assist us with that as well and just help us all through it. Um, but, yeah, so three are tenanted. They've been tenanted the whole time that we've owned all three of them. Um, the first three, we haven't had one day where we have not had a tenant in there. Um, and, yeah, this fourth one is currently vacant, but, yeah, see how we go getting a tenant in. That's awesome. And can I ask, do you self-manage those or do you have property managers um, that look after those properties for you? We self-manage. Yeah, self, self-manage. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so we still through the old handy WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, so far, it's worked great. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting because we had um, – well, we have had recently some um, questions in the My Millennial Money Facebook group about the pros and cons and John and I did an episode on this about self-managed versus engaging a property manager. So it's good to hear from both sides of the fence in, yeah, in managing it, but good on you. That's awesome if you can have them tenanted and it, and it works that way and, and uh, you've got no vacancy. That's awesome. Well done. So I'd just like to go back um, to those initial purchases, Talia, because you mentioned if you had your time again, you might not have um, transacted on properties in Cairns because of lack of lack of capital growth, um, etc. Yep. I think I spoke about this with you in the Clarity Calls. I, I would argue differently because it's given you the cash flow to continue to service um, buying more property. Now you might not have known that at the time, but I think there's uh, it's a very underrated. Um, part of a, someone's strategy is to have enough cash flow to make sure the banks are, are servicing you and, and it's still appealing to the banks when you go in for the fourth or fifth time. Yeah. So, John, I'll, um, I'll give you a little bit more uh, illumination on that one. So, to give you, just to give you some figures, on our two properties in Cairns, so the, 
the apartment, which is actually a villa, so it's got it's like a little duplex, if you will. Um, that returns us eleven point three percent yield. So that's <laughs> yeah, it's pretty decent. It's a, it's a decent yield, and the the house uh, that's a seven point two percent yield. Like it's a five twenty a week. You know, it's a very very strong cash flow, and to to get to where we are now. We actually have leveraged against the uh, property one for property three and property four, so yeah, it has it has served its purpose. And you know there is there is obviously the silver lining to those to those two properties. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, hats off. And and to get to four properties, which uh, we've done in a previous episode, the percentages of of people around the country that have got four properties, and it's um, single figure percentages. It's very low. So, so well done to you, to you guys on your efforts so far. You've got some blue chip properties or in blue chip areas of Brisbane. Plus, you've got some cash flow properties in uh, in far north Queensland. So, it's a, there's some diversification there as well. Um, tell us once. A property four has been renoed or sufficed to, to tenant. What is your future plans in respect to further wealth creation? Buy more properties. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so nothing more concrete than we just want to continue to buy property. Yeah, it's basically our goal is we've um we've got like a twelve year plan. We want to become financially free. So until we get there, um, we're going to keep accumulating assets. Um, so yeah, next is now. I guess we're currently researching the next location to buy in for when yep. we're ready. Yeah. So um, I think we're um, we're looking for the future. We're we're obviously we've done nicely in Queensland now, and we we've been but looking. We're all in Queensland. Yeah, we're all in <laughs> Queensland. So we're looking at other states now, and. Um, yeah, we'll just we'll just run the numbers and do the diligence and yeah, because have to be careful of the land tax as well component, which we need to sort of get more across as well. Yeah. Um. So we're sort of more looking maybe around the WA region, potentially Victoria as well. But um, yeah, definitely the fifth one will be outside of Queensland just for that diversification. Awesome. And you mentioned the term there, you know, to the 12 year plan to be financially free. Now you don't have to talk numbers with us because obviously that's personal and private to you what you want to achieve. But can I just ask in a broad sense, what does financially free mean to you? Because that phrase means a, a lot of different things to a lot of different listeners. What does it mean for you guys personally? So to replace our wages with a passive income. So that's what we want to do. We've reverse engineered the plan and we're executing on that at the moment. Yeah, we just sort of want the freedom as well, just to sort of like, you never know, want to pack up and move somewhere we can without having to be always like tied down money-wise and just, yeah, have sort of that freedom to just sort of, yeah, do what, what we want without being held back financially. Yeah, I think that's great. And and you really know what you're after from a lifestyle perspective. So that's that's great. Um, would you then s- see that cash flow or capital growth is is more the focus with future purchases? Definitely capital growth now. I think the first two being heavily um, cash flow dominant. I think unless we, unless our broker tells us that we need to target a cash flow property, um, it'll definitely now moving forward always be focused on a capital growth. Because I think in the long term, it's really that that capital growth that really creates that that wealth and the financial freedom. Um, I mean, cash flow is great. But you know, it's it's not as um, it's not as great as the capital growth perspective, especially when you're talking like properties. Sort of to us, a forever long thing. Like we don't really have any intention of of selling. Um, well, obviously, we'll get after maybe two decades, we might reevaluate. But in the short term, it's definitely we've got no plans to sell. So it's definitely that capital growth driver for us. 
Awesome. So in, in 12 years with your 12-year goal, which is awesome, what's, how do you extract the, uh, the money to continue working, like uh, continue living, I suppose, with the passive income? If we're not selling down on the property, are we living off the cash flow of the portfolio? Yeah, so there's, we've got a hybrid of two. Um, obviously, we are using both our paychecks. With that, we eat a lot of baked beans on toast. You don't, you won't see, you won't see us at the cafe on a Saturday morning eating our smashed avo and poached eggs. That's for sure. But um, we do. It's it's just one of those things, John. We do. We we're doing the hard yards now to try and fast track and and supercharge this plan as much as we can. So, in answer to your question. It's a hybrid. We're using cash flow. We're going to be using equity releases, et cetera, et cetera, to get us to where we are or where we want to be, sorry. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. So just for the listeners, because they love the nuts and bolts, can you um, just quickly outline the four properties we've got now? What were the purchase prices of all four of them? Yeah. Yes. All right. Sir. Well, so we purchased our first property and Talia was the one that did like she did some very heavy negotiating on this one because I was actually away with the military at the time and we ended up locking down that deal at uh, 190 500 so that was a fairly small purchase but in the grand scheme of things for our first property it was a very uh what we thought is uh like a, a low risk and conservative approach to our investment journey so that was the first one, and that's just a two-bedroom, uh, one yeah, bath, like a villa. Yeah. yeah, villa style. So, and the second one is um, the one in Edge Hill. Um, that's the uh, three-bedroom again, one bathroom um, house, and we locked that one down in March this year uh, for about four hundred and twenty-five thousand. So, bit bit more of a <laughs> higher price than the first one. Um, after the first property, as I said, there was a bit of a three gaps. We sort of you know, um, we're targeting a bit of a higher price range for this next one. Um, so that was number two. Yep. And then, so as as Talia just uh, said there, those two were done off purely uh, cash deposits. So then we moved into our third one. Yep. And this was interesting because I, I think, I, like, Talia might disagree, but I was, <laughs> I feel like I was the one that uh, got this one over the line because. This well, yeah, one, you sort of did the finding yeah, this, this one. one. This was a pre-market purchase. So I got this one, well, we got this one pre-market and that one is in a, a suburb called Forest Lake, so the southwestern quadrant of um, Brizzy. And we locked it down at 350 and that settled in September this year. So as you can see, that was that one there was, you know, pretty pretty quick between oh, transactions so the, yeah, the, the and... And, yeah. and then the fourth one, which was, yes, yeah, settled last week. Um, that one's just north of Brizzy, uh, within 15 kilometres of the CBD. Um, and it's three bedroom, again, one bathroom. Uh, we'll try and, we always try and get the two bathrooms, but um, if one, you know, if a property comes up that suits us and it's got the one bathroom, um, we'll go with that one. And we locked this one down for 395000 so I think we got this one at a really good price. This is probably like I think that this this one we've just made um, is definitely the best buy um, so far, I guess in terms of the price that we've managed to settle it for. Fantastic. Yeah. So again, for the listeners, property three and property four uh, was purchased through the equity of, of investment yeah, number one. one. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Okay, so we've uh, it's a combination of cash flow or, or cash in our life to buy properties in, in the initial stages and then drawing upon the equity of our performance of the first two properties enable us to continue the portfolio, which is, um, which is amazing. For someone out there thinking, are these guys ever going to buy their own home and where, where will they live, um, what, what would the answer be? Probably rent vesting. <laughs> yep, so you're going to rent vest yeah, for the foreseeable future. It does make more sense to me, um, rent vesting, and especially because I think like, well, for me, I always want to sort of live close to a city as well. Um, so to buying like, say, well, we're in Sydney right now and buying in Sydney is just like not going to, it's not going to happen like because we wouldn't spend that much money buying in Sydney. Um, so yeah, for us, rent vesting. Yeah. Look, I think rent vesting is a strategy that many people who listen to us do follow. By the same token, for some people, they want their own home. Uh, They want to own their own home and that's more than fine. Everyone's on a different path. Everyone's got different goals. So very interesting. But um, look, I think that the recap of the properties that you've bought has been super interesting. And I think people are always keen to hear what other people are up to in the property space, particularly in the millennial space as well. So thank you so much for actually sharing those figures with us and and being open about um, what your plans are. I'm certainly keen to keep posted on how things progress for you in the next couple of years and and what your portfolio looks like. And yeah, it's just been awesome to speak to people who are actually doing, not just saying they're going to do something, but they're actually taking action. And I think that's really key for people listening to know that it's all well and good to have a plan, but if you don't execute, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, no, it's been great, guys. I really appreciate sharing your uh, knowledge, your your story with us, um, and I'm sure it gives a heap of motivation to a lot of listeners out there that are thinking, well, I want to build a portfolio. How do I go about it? Um, doesn't necessarily mean buying in Cairns first and then off to Brisbane, but you you guys had a plan, and you you self-confessed, didn't really know what you were doing, and you thought you made the wrong move early on, but. It shows that uh, it's paid off and you're continuing to take action through a great mindset. So well done and thank you for coming on and and all the best for your property journey. Yeah, thank you so much for having us on the show, guys. Really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk soon. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. Taking your property journey to the next level starts with education. That's why we make this podcast, but we've also created online courses to equip you with the knowledge you need to take the next steps. I've created the Solvair Online Academy, open to both first home buyers and seasoned investors, where I share my tips and experience from 20 years in the property space. And I've created the Buying Coach, built from my experience as a buyer's advocate to demystify the confusion around purchasing property, particularly for first home buyers. Follow the links in the show notes to sign up and get get started today. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.